0: Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I review a comic book, new or old, from my collection and rate it on the factors of the cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the book on a scale of 1 to 5. And then I tell you to get it or shred it. This week's episode, however, is a little bit different. I am reviewing the first appearance of one of my favorite characters, and it's also an extremely rare variant. Thus, you really should go watch the video version of the podcast over on youtube.com slash vmcompos. I was so happy to get that comic. You've really got to see it. But if you stick around for the audio podcast, I appreciate it. Please enjoy. Hey, wait a minute. This looks like deja vu. Didn't I already talk about The Amazing Spider-Man number 194 before? Why, yes, I did. Go watch that video where I crack open the first appearance of Felicia Hardy, the black cat. And I tell you all about my edition here, which also happens to be a rare Direct Edition variant. Now this video isn't a rehash of that video. This video focuses on an even rarer variant of this first appearance because we've got the newsstand edition with the barcode. That's the common one in 1979. Then we've got the rarer strike-through barcode denoting direct edition, which is this one, which is more rare. There's also another rare one with an error printing a little bit of yellow over here. Never mind that one. But the one I've got to show you is so rare, it doesn't even exist in the U.S. Let me show you. Oh yeah, we've got here a package that has not been opened yet, so I'm gonna open it with all of you right now and show you a super rare variant of the first appearance of the Black Cat. You're gonna be drooling because you're gonna want your own copy. Observe. Oh yeah, so... It's the Spanish language version of the first appearance of the Black Cat. First printing. Let's take a long loving look at this rare artifact. So this is an aspect of collecting, that is a bit under the radar, international editions of key comics. After all, everyone's got the English language, American versions of their favorite comics, but how many of you have international editions? Mexican editions, British editions, Portuguese editions of those comics? So I've got my American edition here, the first appearance of the black cat, and here is the one straight from Mexico. Where there, it is not Amazing Spider-Man number 194, it's El Asombroso Hombre Araña number 190. Whereas it cost 40 cents in the US, it cost 20 pesos in Mexico. And whereas the American edition was published in 1979, this one was published in 1983. Still a first print though. Now let's take a a close look at the print quality. This is fascinating, let's get a close up. Yes, I'm gonna go through the interiors in a moment as well. But here's the printing of the American edition on the left and then the Mexican edition on the right. Wow, I'm seeing all of this detail in Black Cat's outfit that I'm not seeing in the original American edition. There's also slightly different colors of lines, black line there, and kind of a reddish line in the Mexican edition. Same thing here with black cat's face; that black is not quite black there. Maybe they overprinted the the skin tone there. Interesting. What else is different? Oh, look at that! The color of the uh, of that watchtower is different blue light in the original yellow in the Mexican print we don't have the Marvel comics group at the top nor the diamond and price here we've got a taller spider-man looks a little chubbier there now in comparison numero de colección, so this is a collector's edition and we don't have the top Marvel banner so the colors are also slightly different behind Black Cat. And the building is all one tone compared to a couple of tones on the American edition. In the corner, no barcode, but we have the publisher, Novedades Editores, plus the text. So, in the original, it's featuring a startling new villainess. Conoce a la Nueva Villana. This is Meet the New villainess. Never let the Black Cat cross your path. Que no cruce nunca tu camino, la gata negra. Basically the same translation. And now, lastly, the size. So we have here, from the bottom to the top, wow, we're missing like half an inch vertically. So I wonder how that's going to affect the interior art, but that's a big change in the uh, in the size of the page. Oh, lastly, I see here also, uh, to paste up the uh, different logo, the the hair looks a little odd right there. All right, anyway. Let's look at this page by page. I'm not gonna open up this one to compare directly. We'll just look at the Mexican edition on its own. All right, so quality wise, if you do look carefully, you do see some uh, water damage here and there. Who knows the provenance of this originally and how it came into my possession. The uh, white isn't quite white in the corner box. Compared to the original, the black isn't as black as it could be, but I think it shows up pretty well still on the camera. All right, let's look on interiors. (laughs) We've got a Santa Claus ad on the left. This is funny. Uh, In this time of, uh, in this Christmas time, the best gift is economic security. (laughs) Uh, What is this? This is sort of like a correspondence courses and such. Okay, interesting. And then we've got the actual comic. Now, I do see a huge gap at the top because I think, yeah, the, the aspect ratio, this paper, we've lost that inch at the top, which is enough, that half inch at the top, which then affects the rest of the artwork. And the colors definitely feel different compared to the American edition. It's like big swaths of color rather than kind of nuance. There's the overprinting of color over here. And we have a, a green tones for her highlights whereas in the American edition it's blue it's a light blue for the highlights here we've got green highlights interesting overall the printing looks a lot darker in this edition here we've got these uh, off-white pages over here we do have the um, the more accurate uh, highlights for her for her suit rather than green that's so interesting why did they go with green on that very first splash Just these really bright, gaudy colors. It's kind of a staple of Latin American styles, very bright colors. And so it shows up a lot in their pop culture, as we can see here, even imported pop culture. So go back to my other comic where I review the the story page by page to kind of get a sense of what's going on in this actual book, unless you know Spanish, you don't know what's going on here. But basically, Felicia Hardy, first introduced here, is putting together her team of Bruner and Dr. Corpse for some sort of adventure. In the meantime, Aunt May is basically in in hospice care, and Peter is distraught as always. What I'm also very interested in is, is seeing the ads. This is one reason I really love the individual issues of comics, because of the ads and the like. So, is there even a version of this in the American comics? So, let's check this out. They say, Ya viene. lo que tu tanto esperabas. Llegamos al número 200. So, you've been waiting for issue 200 and it's here. So, we have all of the villains. Although the kingpin there is known as El Rey, which is the king. Hammerhead is known as the hammer. Shocker is known as Impact. Impactor. <laughs> That's funny. So this is going to be full of posters of all of these various characters on the 200th issue. So this is like looking through the, uh, through the looking glass because I know this comic, I know this story. But here to see it in Spanish with different printing, oh, okay, I see at the top, uh, back on the splash page, it must have had all of these credits on the American edition. That's why that's so empty there, but every other page is fine. There isn't any missing artwork. right, then we've got the aprendiendo a dibujar con el asombroso hombre araña. Learn how to draw Spider-Man. Actually, learning to draw with Spider-Man. So yeah, the classic. Just start with a couple simple shapes and such, then fill in a little bit more, then more deal, then you got Spider-Man. Did you ever try to draw characters based on their advice like this? I know I did, and it never worked out. They would never hire me at Marvel Comics. It's interesting just to see the, the print quality of this book that I'm so familiar with. It's just slightly off. There's a lot of this overprinting. slightly less attention to detail on some of these parts. Look at how much that uh, red just overflows where it's supposed to be at. Is this hand painted in or is it that the, the, the color plates are just shifted because it is missing on the left so it feels like shifted color plates here. But then we see it over here on the opposite side. The inconsistency here where we have gray for highlights and then blue for highlights. Green over here. It's just fascinating to see. Wow, this, this page looks so muddied over here. And if you do take a moment to actually read the story, it's kind of funny here and there where Spider-Man literally kicks her in the butt. And in the original story, how they kind of do make her a little bit more cat-like in some of those poses. Her bad luck powers hitting Spider-Man and her sexy. Now, they, they have the same mistake that they have in the American edition where they didn't colorize her suit at this point. In the facsimile edition, they fixed this, but in the original American edition, uh, she's topless here, I guess. and needs a tan. We got the classic lift up the mask there to give you a little kiss. And more than a spider sense is tingling. Celebramos el número 200 a partir de 195 con grandes sorpresas, posters, moviles, aprende dibujar y muchas cosas más. All right, so yeah, they're really uh, hyping the 200th issue. Where you're gonna get posters. Movieless, what's Movieless again? Something. Learn how to draw and more things. We got the side story with Peter Parker being a big old jerk to his friends. This is when Peter was, was not working at the Daily Bugle, he was at the competitor. And there's this hottie that's interested in him. But he's all work and no play at that point. He puts it all together that Bruno and Dr. Corpse joined together. What's that about? It all ties back together with Walter Hardy. Now, at this point, spoiler alert, uh, this is Felicia Hardy's dad in prison. Felicia wants to break him out. He's dying. She doesn't want him to die in prison. He's an amazing burglar, and she's taking up the mantle as the black cat. She got her team together of Dr. Corpse and Bruno to spring him. But Spider-Man doesn't fully know what's going on just yet, but we know. There's more action. Watch out, it's peligro! This feels like a reprint of some early Spider-Man books where it really, we wanted to show off, yes, the the major talents of the spider. The ability to climb walls and adhere to them, which spells trouble for the bad guys. That's kind of a really nice page right there compared to these really thick lines, sort of like a Xerox copy that was used for the main story, it seems. These really thin lines and these beautiful blends of colors are quite in contrast with the main story. So again, this is fascinating to see. It's something familiar, yet slightly different. (laughs) And the coloring here is, yeah, what's going on here? This is like missing completely uh, a color plate because the original doesn't have these, these colors, these far out colors. Well, that looks kind of cool. Purples and orange for Spider-Man instead of the red and blue. Wow. Interesting. And even this panel here, where it's it's almost monochromatic in purples, this is a mistake. But this looks kind of amazing. They battle it out, and Black Cat is triumphant. She quips, "Me apena mucho tu mala suerte. Te dije que no te cruzaras en mi camino." So I'm sorry for your bad luck, but I told you don't cross my path. And then we go on to the second appearance to see how that all ties up Peter's personal life stuff versus the black cat and other stuff. Yeah, I got also her second appearance, also the rare direct edition. And lastly here, we got a couple more pages, I suppose. Oh yeah, so here it's previewing La Proxima Semana. So here uh, in Mexico at the time, these were being published weekly, actually. We had to wait a whole 30 days in the US edition to see what happened. You just have to wait one week in Mexico. Let's compare that art a little bit. Well, it's very different, obviously, because this is the glossy cover, and this is the interior newsprint. But Yeah, it's all the exact same art. The coloring is very similar. Greens. Here we've got a little bit of rosy cheeks, where it's just simple color there. A Little bit of uh, color variation in these rocks. It's all simple color there. The other plot that's happening with Aunt May. No puede haber duda. Este número lo tiene todo. There can be no doubt this issue has it all. So then we see the indicia of this particular issue. This is pretty interesting historically, with these various addresses printed in Mexico. Notice that it's written in English, printed in Mexico instead of, you know, printiado in Mexico. It's not the right word. But this is all this is all the uh, information for for this particular edition. Oh, it also seems to note uh, Panama. So the uh, distribution in Panama, I suppose. This is 1983. There's another 82 copyright there. So, yeah, indicia for this Mexican edition. Now, you've been wondering, what is this over here? Oh, yes, de la literatura. So, uh, Gems of Literature. So, what is this? Conoce un clásico de la literatura universal, Primer Amor, del celebre escritor ruso, Ivan Ivan Turgenev. So, this is a... What is this? Is this a Marvel comic that was published at some time, or is this an original... Mexican comic. It feels like it's an original Mexican comic because this doesn't trigger any memories at all of of my knowledge or or history of comic books. Tell me in the comments if this is a Mexican print of some English language comic. This is the Jewels of Literature or something along like Classics. What was was that long-running series? Classic, comic classics? The one that lasted for decades that had reprints of Treasure Island and all of that stuff. Classics Illustrated, yeah, Classics Illustrated. But this is not the same translation. This oyes oh are jewels, jewels of literature. It doesn't have to be a one-to-one translation. But anyway, that might be. This might be Classics, Classics Illustrated. Anyway, tell me in the comments if you have any info on that. As we turn to the final page, we've got En las charreadas mexicanas algo que no debe faltar paletas Tootsie Pop deliciosas. So an amazing ad for Tootsie Pops. I haven't had a Tootsie Pop in a long time. Ooh, and I had forgotten there was chocolate-flavored Tootsie Pops. Did they have chocolate-flavored Tootsie Pops in the U.S.? Because I know we had the fruit flavors, but then the chocolate flavor was something else. Final page. So here we have, um, yeah, another one of these ads about uh, correspondence courses and the like. This one is sort of brain teasers, and if you can do this, you're a genius, so you got to come to our online school. Well, not online, but mail order. Yeah, interesting. So, anyway, uh, in my edition, uh, maybe a cleaning. Maybe I can get a cleaning a little bit on this edition. So, yeah, overall, in my edition, uh, in my copy, everything's kind of cream pages overall. Who knows how it was originally stored? I'm, of course, going to give it a good home. Oops, what is this on the back here? Some other sort of thing. And uh, final ad on the back. Reporte juvenil para la gente joven. Oh, this is interesting. So, it's like kids news. Every Saturday at 8 a.m. on Channel 8. So I wonder if uh, with some cleaning you can make this comic be a little bit more pristine. But overall, tell me what you think. What CGC grade would this get? Tell me in the comments. Do you think the book can be cleaned up a little bit? A nice pressing. Maybe get out a little bit of of the staining with peroxide and the like. Or leave it as is, as this amazing artifact, this rare edition of this key comic, the first appearance of the black cat, Mexican edition. Do you have any international editions yourself? Anything from Mexico or England or Brazil? There's like Swedish editions, Australian editions of some things. Tell me in the comments. This is, uh, I've been hearing this more and more, that international editions are sort of like the next level of collecting, because obviously we have, okay, newsstand editions, direct editions, variant covers, error printings. What about international editions? Are those on your radar? Not every comic has an international edition, so there's a level of rarity. And this is a relatively great quality version of this comic, for one being from 1983, hey, that's 40 years ago as of this video, and it's not beat up and chipped and torn up and everything, yep, I wish it was in a slightly better condition, but I think this shows up great in the camera. The backside is kind of beat up, but we're going to be looking at this on the wall. I'm very happy with the quality of this cover. I'm also happy to add it to my collection with the original printing, the original U.S. printing, side-by-side triumphant, Mexico and the U.S. hand-in-hand. And that was the first appearance of Felicia Hardy, the Black Cat, Mexico edition. And I'd like to hear your thoughts. Do you have any international editions of famous comics? Does this pique your interest to now seek them out? If so, What key issues are you looking for? Tell me in the comments. If you enjoyed the podcast, why not help out? Head on over to patreon.com slash vmcompos and pledge. There's only one tier. You can unlock early access for $3.33 a month. What a deal. Be in the know before anyone else when I release my videos. Patreon.com slash vmcompos. If you can't quite pledge at the moment, no worries. Simply like, comment, share, do all the good stuff. I would really appreciate it. And if you only heard the audio version of the podcast, remember to check out the video youtube.com/vmcampus. And so this has been the weekly VM Compost Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.